Hi, I'm so glad you can join us here at Living Life. I pray that you will rejoice in all seasons of life as you reflect and learn to be grateful for what God has done for us. You know, when we think of our daily schedule, usually most of us work from Monday to Friday. And so we look forward to the weekends on Saturday and Sunday where we don't have work. And so you have that time to rest. So, you know, whatever it might be, maybe you have a certain hobby or maybe you like to do um, physical activities or maybe some of you just simply like to sit and not do anything. Uh, I know a lot of times after uh, long hours of meetings and, you know, doing, preparing, doing all these things, uh, when I have that time of rest, you know, I usually just uh, become like a vegetable, just sitting on the couch, um, just not having to think or do anything. Um, but what does God say about rest? And how does that pertain to us, you know, emotionally, uh, physically, spiritually? Um, because this is something that God wants to address to us, knowing how we are wired as human beings. And so this is something that uh, God brings up uh, on the topic of Sabbath and how it needs to be observed um, as us, as human beings, and as children of God. So let's look forward to reading and studying that in God's Word. Leviticus chapter 25, verses 1 through 12. The Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you enter the land I am going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years sow your fields, and for six years prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year will be food for you, for yourself, your male and female servants, and the hired worker and temporary resident who live among you, as well as for your livestock and the wild animals in your land. Whatever the land produces may be eaten. Count off seven Sabbath years, seven times, seven years, so that the seventh Sabbath years amount to a period of 49 years. Then, have the trumpet sounded everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the Day of Atonement, sound the trumpet throughout your land. Consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. The fiftieth year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow and do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the untended vines. For it is a jubilee. 
and is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. And so as we come across chapter 25 in the book of Leviticus, uh, we see here that the Lord is giving Moses in spe specific instructions, especially pertaining to the idea of Sabbath. And so this is how they were to conduct their lives uh, before God. And so uh, the idea of Sabbath was not just applied to man, uh, but we see here that God also applies this idea of Sabbath to the land uh, that they were to, uh, to live in. But if you pay attention to the wording, uh, how it is being written uh, in this passage, you notice that the Israelites have not yet entered into the promised land. Uh, so what God is doing here is that he's giving them commands for what will happen once they entered into it. Uh, in essence, these commands were given in faith. Um, so these Israelites were not sure. They've been wandering in the desert. And so I'm sure they had an idea of what it would look like. But now as they're coming close, God is saying this needs to happen so that he's preparing them uh, so that when they enter into it, they'll keep in mind, oh, this is what God said, and we need to follow through with it. And so imagine all those years uh, wandering in the desert, not having a place to call home, uh, but once these instructions were given, they had something to look forward to. Because uh, I remember growing up, you know, we lived in a tiny home, and I remember my parents telling us that we were going to move into a house where we would have a backyard. And so to us, we were just so blown away. We were looking forward to having a place where we would have, uh, you know, we can play, we can run around and not be restricted by space. Uh, but with that, having that backyard, that meant that my brother and I would have to take care of it. And so we would have to mow the lawn and make sure that everything that, you know, there were no weeds or that animals weren't, you know, coming to take over our garden. And so all of these instructions were given by our parents saying that, yes, you will have this, but this is what you'll need to do. And so the same thing was happening uh, for the Israelites as they're coming out of the desert, out of their time of wandering. And so in preparation of their new home, uh, God says that he's giving them this idea of Sabbath where you work six and then you rest for one. And so in the case here, they were to work the field of its crops for six years and then for one year they were not to touch it uh, so they could rest at that time. Uh, so if you think about this concept, uh, it would take a great deal of faith for them to uh, produce and to plan uh, for these six years, knowing that the seventh year they would not have to do any work. Uh, so they would have to work and trust in the Lord that He would provide for their basic needs. Uh, in some ways, this would be uh, not much of a stretch for the Israelites because, you know, think about this. When they were in the desert, um, the God provided for them manna from heaven. And so if God provided for them in the desert, why wouldn't God provide for them in the land of milk and honey? And so hopefully they understood this concept and it would carry over uh, into their new homes. And so the Israelites were not only to observe the Sabbath, uh, but the Sabbath also applied to their crops. And so this demonstrates a radical faith that they not only belong to God, but 
the land also belonged to God. And so I think they were, God was trying to give them this idea that everything that they have belongs to him, even their own bodies. And so this was a reminder how God provided for them in the wilderness for 40 years. Um, but not only Sabbath, but we see here in this passage that God brings up this idea of Jubilee. And so every 50 years, they would have a time or year of Jubilee. And so this represented uh, somewhat like a Sabbath year, but in the sense that crops were not to be planted so that the land would be given rest. Uh, so the word Jubilee means blowing the ram's horn. Uh, so this was done in announcement for this year. So it was a big deal because it happened, you know, maybe once or twice in their lifetime. And so they were given this idea that they were enslaved in debt. Uh, so it should be, they should be released. Uh, so if you can imagine a day of celebration, this must have been, especially for those who had a lot of debts. Uh, so to be able to say that they're debt free, uh, from all, all the things that they've accumulated over the years. And so many take the prophecy of Isaiah 61, uh, speaking of the year of Jubilee. Uh, so Jesus read this passage uh, in the temple when he began his ministry. Uh, it began the year of Jubilee. And so he's saying that he would proclaim good news uh, to the poor and he would proclaim liberty uh, to, the, to the captives. And so uh, we see here that uh, God is, that Jesus was also the start of this year of Jubilee that we're able to enjoy, that we are no longer in debt in terms of sin, but that we are free from it because we have heard the good news and that is being applied in our lives today as we study and learn God's word as children of the living God. Oftentimes we think of Sabbath, and when we think of rest and Sabbath, we think that you just sit and do nothing. You just become a vegetable. Uh, but as we see here, uh, the rest that God was giving was for a purpose. And so that when we not do the work, uh, we use that time to be thankful and see the things that God has provided for us. And I think a lot of times we get so busy uh, doing things um, every day, things can get mundane. Uh, but it's important that we have uh, observed Sabbath in terms of our work, in terms of our schedule, uh, so that we can pause and that we can also meditate and think about uh, how good God is for us. And His provisions for us are never-ending. And when we do that, uh, it causes us and teaches us to be thankful. And I think that is what it means to be a child of God and, and why this was placed in our lives for us to observe so that we can give God the glory and the credit um, that is deserving to Him. So let us pray for that. Uh, God, we thank you, Lord, for the reminder of how you are in charge, how you are always uh, working for our good. And we thank you, Father, that you give us Sabbath for such a time as this. And so, Lord, we ask, God, that we would not just be busy doing things, but that we would be also able to sit at your feet, to dwell, to take in uh, your teachings, to take in 
your provisions. And when we do so, that it will create in us a heart of thanksgiving. And so we just give everything back to you because you own it and you deserve it, Lord. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh uh-huh. 